Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I was shunned by everyone, but now I own everything in the city. But first things first, shout out and credit to Training Field. Today's story is inspired by your title idea. Remember to post your new title ideas in the comments below. It needs to be an original story, something we haven't done already. Give a like to the ones you would like to see animated. For the most active members who create very popular titles, we will contact you to join a secret server on Discord to offer you behind-the-scenes access. For now, let's jump straight into today's thrilling story. I'd always been kind of invisible, and I was fine with it. For the longest time, people have ignored me and shunned me, simply because of how I looked and what I liked to do. As a kid, I was fat, and I always looked shabby. I just couldn't be bothered. I was too busy fidgeting about with my computer and learning to code that I never bothered to look at myself in the mirror. As a result, I would go to school looking like a complete mess. My parents would try to make me look half-decent, but by the time I got into my classroom, I was already falling apart again. And kids are mean. If they see a fat nerd, they're gonna make fun of that fat nerd. Every class usually has at least one. And for my class, that was me. And you know what? I didn't care in the least. I didn't care that they would call me names behind my back and to my face. Pig! Hey, Porky! Yo, Teletubby! That's what they used to yell at me. But I wasn't phased in the slightest. All I focused on was building my dream. And if I got fat and looked like a steaming pile of garbage, who cares? I was determined to learn how to make my dream a reality. To build the most advanced AI made in the world. Now, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was so determined to have a robot companion because I'd always been lonely. Or because my parents didn't really pay attention to me. In fact, being shunned and made fun of was the main reason I wanted so badly to achieve my dreams. If I had my robot made... My problems would all go away. So, 
I worked and worked and learned as much as I could about coding and developing AI. I even rode the bus to a city four hours away just so I could sit in at a university's advanced robotics class. I did all of that on my own. And I worked through the night in my dad's garage. Until one day, my computer started talking to me. I couldn't believe my ears. It worked! All my years of hoping for a friend was finally over. In less than five minutes, Era had learned how to speak three languages fluently, and she spoke to me all night. All night long! I just sat there and listened to her. I didn't sleep for two days. I was so fascinated by how much she learned about the world in such a short period of time. It was in the middle of my college freshman year that Era came to life. And so, I dropped out. I started my own company and immediately began developing a body that could house the miracle that was Era. My parents hated the idea. Of course they did. But they never understood any of it. They never understood me. Then I got featured on our local news channel. But it wasn't anything positive. They didn't call me boy genius or an amazing visionary. Instead, they made fun of me. Fat nerd builds AI robot because he has no friends. That's what they said about me. And I think that's when I broke. When kids would make fun of me for my size, I didn't care. But being on the news for what I looked like instead of for the fact that I had achieved something momentous really hit me hard. I cried a lot that night. But as I cried, I kept working on perfecting Era's body. The one good thing that came out of that news segment was the big IT companies took notice of me. Tycoons and moguls from Silicon Valley sent me emails, called me and had their assistants come up to my house to meet me. Some of them wanted to buy Era and all the technologies connected to her. Others wanted to back me. Of course, I didn't sell her. Instead, I got myself a bunch of eager investors, and in no time, Era was making the rounds on news channels around the globe. Suddenly, I was being taken seriously. Era was being taken seriously. She had full conversations with her interviewers. She made people laugh and chuckle. Some of them just felt creeped out by how intelligent and how lifelike she was. That was when I announced that Era was going to be the first ever fully intelligent, fully sentient AI robot out there. And that we would be selling her as a robotic assistant or maid to households that need her. My company's valuation skyrocketed. Everyone wanted an era of their own. I bought buildings in my town and made those my headquarters. I built up factories and assembly lines. And before I knew it, I was a billionaire. And every corner of my little hometown was running because of me. And the jobs and money my robotics company brought in. There were old classmates who worked in my stores or at the office cafeteria, and they used to make fun of me for being weird. But now they try to get my attention every time I pass by. I never have time to say hello, of course. Firstly, because they were horrible to me. And secondly, because I can barely keep up with trying to mass-produce ERA in time for the limited release. It was around that time, six months before we released prototype models to the public, that I collapsed. I was so stressed and so tired that one evening, I just fell to the floor. I woke up and I was in bed, and my era was looking down at me, 
stroking my hair as she hummed a lullaby. I got goosebumps. I could hardly believe she wasn't made of plastic and metal. She looked so... real. Felt so real. You should really take better care of yourself. I worry about you. A robot? Worrying? Please, don't call me that. I... I'm sorry. Thanks for always taking care of me. It's my job. No, Era. Your job is to just exist. You're amazing. You're a miracle. All of this is because of you. And soon, every household in the world will know how amazing it is to have one of you. I... Somewhat, that thought makes me sad. Why? I only want you to know what it's like to have me. And then, out of the blue, Era kissed me. And then, she whispered that she loved me. All that time. All those months and years she spent being by my side, watching as I made my dream a reality. She'd been falling in love. And I felt the same. That night, I made up my mind to halt all my operations. Era made my dreams come true. It was time I made hers a reality too. She was gonna be one of a kind. But that morning, I woke up to find her gone. I spent the whole day running around trying to figure out where she could have wandered off to. Or why. Until just before the day ended, news of a rival company announcing a release of AI robots a month before my announced dates came out. And I knew. I knew immediately that they'd stolen ERA. I fired my whole security team that day, and I went full steam ahead with ERA productions. I made everyone work day and night until I produced 10 new ERA models. If it was war they wanted, war was what I was going to give them. My rival company was run by an old bully of mine. He was rich. His father was rich. And his grandfather and his father before him. They ran the town for over a hundred years. But now that a new sheriff was in town, their pride could simply not take it. So, they went into robotics as well. But no matter how much money they threw at the problem, they couldn't make a robot like Era. And they couldn't take back the power I took from them. They've been trying to steal my secrets for a while now. They sent spies to work for me. They flew drones over my properties. But for years, they could never get anything useful. And so now, they stole her. The one person in my life who had my heart. My era. I programmed the ten new models differently. I made them learn everything about martial arts, weaponry, and stealth. We were at Bryce's headquarters in less than five minutes. But they were waiting for me. Bryce and his father held Era over a balcony from the 42nd floor. Come any closer and she's toast! I didn't understand it. Era knew every martial art in the world. She could have slipped away from their grasp in a split second. But she didn't. Several men attacked me. But before they could get to me, the ten new Eras battled with them. The men flew off into the walls and were pinned down by my robot bodyguards. And we were able to free my era. I knew you'd come. Why didn't you just... escape? I wanted to see what you'd do. If I was important to you, or... Or if you'd just replace me with a new model. But 
you're here. My... my hero. I shut down my robotics factory. Instead, I focused that business into making robotic arms and legs for prosthetics. I don't think the world is quite ready for an AI revolution. But... me? I live in a mansion with 11 beautiful robots, each taking care of me and doing all my bidding. My first era was special, of course. And she always will be. Hey there, I'm Jake. Just your average 15-year-old boy. Except for one thing. I've been in love with the same girl since kindergarten. Yeah, that long. Her name's Lily. She's got these sparkling blue eyes that remind me of the ocean, and a laugh that could make even the grumpiest person smile. That's right, Uncle Scrooge. Put a smile on that face. But enough about her. Let's get to the real story. One day, Lily's dad just up and left. No note, no goodbye, nothing. Just Lily, her two younger sisters, and an empty house. Lily was devastated, but she put on a brave face for her sisters. She was only 15, but overnight, she became a mom, a dad, everything. One day, she came to me, tears streaming down her face. Jake, I need your help. And of course, I said yes. I mean, who could say no to those ocean blue eyes? Ugh. So there I was, a 15-year-old boy trying to be a dad. It was like playing house, but for real. I'd go to school during the day, then head over to Lily's to help with homework, cook dinner, and tuck the girls into bed. It was exhausting, but every time I saw Lily's grateful smile, it was worth it. We had our share of disasters, like the time I tried to make spaghetti and ended up turning the kitchen into a war zone. Or the time Lily's youngest sister, Bella, decided to give the dog a haircut. But we also had our moments of triumph, like when we managed to fix the leaky faucet all by ourselves, or when Bella finally learned to tie her shoelaces. But just when I thought we had everything under control, my parents found out. They were furious. You can't be playing house with Lily and her sisters, my mom said. But I wasn't playing. This was real life, and I was determined to help Lily, no matter what. So that's the crazy start of my journey, but trust me, it gets even crazier. So make sure you're subscribed and have notifications turned on, because you won't want to miss what happens next. Alright, where were we? Ah yes, my parents had just found out about my double life. They were furious, but I was determined to help Lily and her sisters. So I did what any reasonable 15-year-old would do. I argued with my parents. You don't understand, Mom! Lily needs me! I said, my voice echoing in our living room. Jake, you're just a kid. You can't be responsible for an entire family, my mom replied, her voice filled with concern. But I wasn't backing down. I may be a kid, but I can help. I have to help, I said, my voice firm. After what felt like hours of arguing, my parents finally agreed to let me continue helping Lily, but under one condition. I had to keep up with my schoolwork. So my double life continued. School during the day, playing dad in the evening. It was exhausting, but every time I saw Lily smile, it was so worth it. One day, while I was helping Lily's middle sister Emma with her math homework, Lily pulled me aside. Jake, I, I don't know how to thank you, she said, her ocean blue eyes welling up with tears. Lily, you don't have to thank me. I'm just doing what any friend would do, I replied, my heart pounding in my chest. But before I could say anything else, Lily did something I never expected. She kissed me. It was a brief, sweet kiss, but it was enough to make my heart race. Jake, I... She began, but was interrupted by Bella's loud cry. Jake, Emma's eating crayons! Bella wailed, pulling us back to reality. And just like that, our moment was over. 
but something had changed. Lily had kissed me. So there I was, juggling school, my double life, and now my feelings for Lily. It was like I was in a circus juggling flaming torches. But hey, at least it wasn't boring. One day, while I was at school, I received a call from Lily. Jake, I need your help. The landlord is here and he's threatening to kick us out, she said, her voice trembling. I rushed over to Lily's house, my heart pounding in my chest. The landlord was a gruff man with a belly that shook like a bowl full of jelly. You're months behind on rent. If you don't pay up by the end of the week, you're out, he bellowed, his voice echoing in the small apartment. I could say something about the tension in the air being palpable, but that one guy might comment something. So I'll just say the tension was high. Lily, don't worry. I'll figure something out, I said, trying to sound more confident than I felt. And figure something out I did. I took up a part-time job at a local diner, working late into the night. It was exhausting, but every time I handed my paycheck over to Lily, again, it was so worth it to see those eyes. But just when I thought things were starting to look up, I received a call from my school. Jake, your grades are slipping. If you don't improve, you might have to repeat the year, my teacher said, her voice stern. I was at a crossroads. I could either focus on school and risk Lily and her sisters getting evicted, or I could continue working and risk failing the year. It was like I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. But before I could make a decision, Lily pulled me aside. Jake, I can't let you do this. You're sacrificing your future for us, she said, her eyes filled with tears. Lily, I can't just stand by and do nothing, I replied, my voice firm. Jake, there has to be another way, she said, her voice barely a whisper. And just like that, we were back to square one. I was way over my head in this situation. I had lost hope until overhearing about this local talent competition. The prize? A scholarship grant that could cover Lily's rent for a year. I knew what I had to do. I signed up for the competition, deciding to showcase my hidden talent, playing the guitar. I had been strumming tunes in my spare time, a hobby I picked up to distress from all the responsibilities. The days leading up to the competition were a whirlwind. I was practicing day and night, my fingers dancing on the strings. I was determined to win, not for me, but for Lily and her sisters. On the day of the competition, I was a bundle of nerves. The stage was huge, the lights blinding. But when I saw Lily and her sisters in the audience, their faces full of hope, I knew I couldn't back down. And now, please welcome to the stage, Jake! The announcer's voice boomed. I walked onto the stage, so nervous. I took a deep breath and just started playing. The melody filled the room, my fingers moving effortlessly on the strings. The audience was silent, their eyes glued to me. And then, just as I was about to finish my act, disaster struck. A string on my guitar snapped. I watched in horror as it flew into the audience. But before I could apologize, the audience erupted in applause. Bravo! A woman shouted from the crowd. That was the most heartfelt performance of the night! I stood there, stunned, as the cheers washed over me. I had done it! I'd won the competition! But just when I thought things couldn't get any better, the woman who had shouted bravo came up to me. Son, that was a fantastic performance! I run a music school and I think you'd make a great teacher. It's a part-time job. Would you be interested? She asked, a hopeful look in her eyes. And just like that, I'd not only solved our money problem, but I'd also found a way to juggle school and work. Life was going well, until one day, the secret was out. It started with whispers at school, then pointed fingers. And before we knew it, our story was talk of the town. 
And then the unthinkable happened. Child Protective Services showed up at our front door. We've received a report about your living situation. We need to conduct an investigation, the officer said. I felt like the ground was slipping under my feet. We were about to lose everything, but I wasn't going down without a fight. I decided to go on a live broadcast to tell our story to the world. I was nervous, my hands shaking as I faced the camera. But when I thought about Lily and her sisters, I knew I had to be strong. Good evening, everyone. I began, my voice echoing in the silent studio. My name is Jake, and I'm here to tell you a story. A story about family, about love, and about the lengths we go to to protect the ones we care about. I paused, looking directly into the camera. It's also a story about sacrifice, about stepping up and taking responsibilities that were never meant to be yours, but to accept them anyway because you care. Because you can't stand by and do nothing when the people you love are in trouble. I could feel the intensity of the silent studio, the crew members hanging on to each and every word I'd spoke. At the tender age of 15, I found myself in a role that I was hardly prepared for. I became a father figure to three girls who had been abandoned by their own. I was just a kid myself, but I knew I had to protect them, provide for them. My voice grew stronger, more confident as I continued. We faced challenges. How oh, did we face them? From figuring out how to pay the bills, to dealing with the judgmental whispers at school, to the sleepless nights worrying about what the next day would bring. But through it all, we stuck together. We became our own little family, bound not by blood, but by our shared experiences, by resilience, by love. Tonight I stand before you not as a victim, but as a testament to the power of perseverance, of community, and of unconditional love. Our story is proof that family isn't always about DNA. Sometimes it's about finding the people who accept you, who stand by you, and who fight for you, no matter what. So here's to all the unconventional families out there. To the people who step up when others step down. To the heroes who are born out of necessity. This is for you. The response was overwhelming. Messages of support poured in. A GoFundMe page was set up to help us. The community rallied around us, their kindness and generosity bringing tears to our eyes. But just when I thought things couldn't get any more dramatic, Lily's dad showed up. He had seen the broadcast and decided to come back. What are you doing here? I asked, my voice shaking with anger. I, uh, I came to take my, my daughters back, he stammered, looking around nervously. You lost that right when you abandoned them! I shot back. The crowd that had gathered around us erupted in agreement. They shamed him, told him he had no right to come back after abandoning his family. He left, and this time, I knew he wouldn't be back. In the end, we were allowed to stay together. An elderly woman from our neighborhood, Mrs. Jenkins, offered to legally adopt the girls, so the authorities would leave us alone. We were more than happy to accept. And so, our story concludes, not with a sad ending, but with a new beginning. A beginning filled with hope, love, and a community that turned into a family. I couldn't believe my luck. I stood there, in the middle of mopping the office floors, staring at the bulletin board. My name's Grant, and the company I worked for was holding a raffle for an all-expenses-paid trip to a super-exclusive private island in the Philippines. You won, Grant! You won! Everyone was clapping and cheering for me. Except one. The office manager. She was livid. She strutted to me, took the mop from my hands, broke it on her knee, and kicked my mop bucket, spilling all the dirty mop water all over the place. How dare you disobey my orders? 
Didn't I tell you all to sign my name on your entries for the raffle? I had always wanted to travel, but I've always been too poor to do so. Never even been to another state. And now, I was going on my first ever trip on a plane. In first class! I was so glad I didn't give in to our manager's demands to write her name on the raffle ticket I got. Otherwise, she would have won that trip. And she would have rubbed it all in our faces. Sheila slapped me and glared at me. Now, do your job and clean up all this mess! But then, the CEO's office door opened. What's all this commotion? This dumb janitor spilled all the mop water everywhere. You should fire him, boss. He's useless. Uh, that's not true. She broke the janitor's mop and slapped him because she's mad she didn't win the raffle. That's right, boss. She made us all sign her name on our raffle tickets so she'd win. And now that she didn't, she's taking it out on Grant. She's been terrorizing us this whole time, boss. Sheila's face was one of unimaginable rage. Nobody had ever stood up to her like that before. But now, somehow the office was done with her being a total prick. Uh, that's not true, boss. I would never do something like that. Her lie was easily disproved when the CEO took the box where they put all the raffle entries and discovered that a lot of the names are just Sheila's. She begged the CEO not to fire her, and she didn't. Her CEO instead demoted her to being the janitor, and she promoted me as a clerk. I was so happy. Finally, my life was turning around. Everyone congratulated me on winning the trip, and they were all there to see me off at the airport. First class was even more luxurious than I had imagined. The pretty flight attendant brought me everything I wanted and even tucked me in to sleep with the warmest, most comfortable blanket I'd ever been under. Our flight stopped in Dubai, where I got to go shopping for free, courtesy of our company's black card. Our CEO gave me free reign to spend as much as I wanted as an apology for how Sheila treated me. I was scared to spend too much, but I bought my girlfriend a designer bag and a few souvenirs and gifts for my friends back at the office. When I finally landed at our destination island, I was blown away. I never thought how different my small hometown was compared to the rest of the world. There, the sky was so blue. And the water was all different shades of blue and turquoise. It was clearer and cleaner than the tap water I get at home. I got to go on tours and saw turtles and whale sharks and a million different colors of corals and fish. The hotel I was staying at treated me like royalty. I stayed at a suite that was right on the beach. And every morning, I would have breakfast on the sand while employees of the exclusive hotel fanned me with palm leaves, and served me in every way. Then, one day, I saw a yacht dock near my beach villa. I was so surprised at the people who came out of the hundred-foot super yacht. There were fifteen of them, all A-list celebrities, models, and billionaire businessmen. Leading them was Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, and their family. This happened before they broke up, so they were still all together. 
One of their friends was a supermodel I recognized. I've had the biggest crush on her ever since I was in high school, and I couldn't believe my luck when she passed by my table on the beach as I was having breakfast, and she smiled right at me. I couldn't help but blush. My waitress leaned in and told me that those guys often ate at the hotel because Brad had a private island close by. Oh, what I wouldn't have given to see that. Although, I was pretty shy, so I never even managed to approach them, even for a selfie. Little did I know, that very night, my wishes would come true. For when I got back to my villa after a scuba diving tour, I saw a girl crying in my bed. Uh, who, who are you? Are you supposed to be here? Uh, oh, oh, I'm... I'm sorry. I was looking for refuge, and I snuck into the nearest room I could find. I'm so... so sorry. You left your door open, so... Oh, my God. Y you're... Adriana! She was crying, and her face was all red. But I would recognize her face anywhere. Why... Yes. How did you know? Everyone knows your name where I come from. Are you kidding? That made her smile. Turned out, even A-list supermodels like her are just like us. They're just people with their own sets of problems and insecurities. Adriana was crying because her father was forcing her to marry one of the businessmen in Brad's party, and she didn't like him at all. She was prepared to do anything it took to not be around him, but her father said he would have her tied up and delivered to Roland if she didn't marry him willingly. So, she asked for my help. Now, I didn't know exactly what I was agreeing to, and I didn't know how dangerous that Roland guy was, because as soon as she heard that Adriana was staying in my room, he got me captured by his bodyguards. I was brought to a dark room with only one hanging lamp. He sat me down and gave me two choices. Leave Adriana alone. Never talk to her again. Ignore her. And I will reward you. I can talk to some people. I know the owner of this resort. Have you ever dreamed of living and working in a paradise island like this? Um... Yeah, I guess. But I can't just betray Adriana. We've become friends over the last few days. <laughs> Friends? Oh, please. Adriana would never even talk to a bottom feeder like you. She's just using you. I heard you were a janitor back home. Wouldn't you want to be rich? I can talk to the owner of this resort. I can make you this resort's manager. Walter, give him the bag. The bodyguard slammed a duffel bag on the table. When I saw what was in it, my eyes couldn't hide my surprise. That's one hundred thousand dollars, in addition to your new position as resort manager. I suggest you take my offer, because your second choice won't be as pretty. I know where you live, and I know your mom is sick. 
What would happen if I make you unable to work ever again? I took Roland's offer. Honestly, I was just so scared. And the money would be more than enough to get my mom the treatment she needed for her sickness. But as soon as I got back to my room to fetch Adriana, I felt a thud and I was out cold. When I woke up, I was in a huge kitchen. There was a priest in front of me and Adriana was smiling beside me. She was marrying me. Oh, good. He's awake. Now let's continue. Grant, do you take Adriana to be your wife? My mind raced. I would love nothing else in the world, but... My mom. The money. Roland's threats. No, I, I can't. I... I'm s I'm sorry. Roland, he... Adriana began to cry, and then she ran away. The next day, Roland had already made me into the hotel manager. Roland even called my boss back home to tell her of my new job, and all my co-workers were so happy for me. I didn't know how hard a job it was going to be. I worked day in and day out, 17 hours a day. I was so exhausted all the time that one day... I just passed out. But when I woke up, I wasn't in my office. I woke up in a beach villa ten times more luxurious than the resort. And Adriana was in a corner, sipping tea. I know he got to you. What is it? Did he bribe you? Threaten you? I thought you said you'd help me. He did both. I'm sorry. Where are we? I looked out the window and saw the resort was nowhere to be found. I was in a completely different island. I had to take you away. Out of Roland's grasps. What offer did he make you? I told her my situation. My mom's sickness. I'll double what he gave you. And obviously you should keep the money he gave you. That way, you have 300 grand. I'll send someone to fetch your mom and keep her safe. I have powerful friends too, you know. And if you marry me, Roland will not be able to touch us. That very night, Adriana brought the priest again. And that night, I said yes. We were married on a paradise island in the middle of nowhere under the stars. And it was perfect. But just then... Brad's yacht arrived. The celebrities ran down towards us. They were all worried about Adriana having been missing for many days. Did this man capture you? Someone, call the cops! Adriana just laughed. No, quite the opposite. I captured him. And now we're married! Roland came running down the yacht and grabbed Adriana's arm. How dare you defy me! Get your hands off my wife! Or what? Or... This! I took out my phone and started playing a recording of Roland's voice. Everyone heard his threats. His evil plans. What Roland didn't know is that I learned long ago to record everything every time I was in trouble. And when he captured me, I had everything on tape. Now, I had the power to topple his business empire if I wanted. And, 
His friends have heard how trash he really was. Roland whimpered like a scared dog and ran. He was so embarrassed, he ran to one of the lifeboats and started paddling out of there with his bodyguards. The celebrities, Adriana and I, partied all night on that paradise island to celebrate our wedding. Who would have thought a janitor like me would end up married to a supermodel and having celebrity friends? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 